Hello there, I'm Justin, and welcome to today's episode of The Pickup Line. It's Thursday, so we're going to be doing some pop culture roundup today. Uh, On today's episode, I want to recap and review and react to the new Nintendo Surprise Mini Direct that launched this morning. Uh, Spoiler alert, it was amazing, and there's so much awesome stuff to talk about there. I'm going to talk a little bit about one of the shows I'm currently watching and a couple of my quick reactions to episode two of Westworld. Let's get into it. So today, Nintendo launched kind of a surprise mini Nintendo Direct, and it wasn't that mini. Um, There was a lot of really amazing and and exciting announcements, and I want to go through some of those with you here today because I think there's a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to, for sure, uh, coming from Nintendo in the next couple of months. Uh, The Direct kicked off with the reveal and and sort of uh, video uh, trailer of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which is coming to Nintendo Switch on May 29th. Um, So check that out. It's a classic RPG game, first originally released... I believe on the Wii or the Wii U, um, ported over to the 3DS. I played it on both of those systems. It's one of those games that it's kind of right up my alley, absolutely my kind of game, but I never really finished it. Um, it's, it's pretty grindy, you know, it's kind of slow paced. Um, it's an action RPG and it's set in this really neat sort of fantasy sci-fi setting. It's got so, it's got a little bit of a saccharine, um, British voice work, which is fine, I guess, but it's a little bit o- over the top. Um, but it's a really cool game, you know, the, the combat's fun, the story's really cool, it's a story of this sort of like, um, about this this mystical blade called the Monado that like lets you see in the future, um, and it's got leveling up and gear and, you know, it's it's very similar, it reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy XI, to be honest, um, in, in that sort of vein, uh, you know, action-y. But, uh, yeah, so that should be cool. If you never got a chance to play that one, uh, pick it up on May 29th. I might pick it up myself, depending on how much it costs. Uh, They also announced a few uh, collector's editions and things like that for Xenoblade as well. Um, So look forward to that. Uh, From there, they went into some announcements from 2K games, um, and we're looking at... Um, a whole a whole slew of games from 2K, um, classics such as the Bioshock Collection, uh, XCOM 2, and uh, Borderlands, um, the Legendary Collection, and all of those will be available on May 29th. So if you're a fan of those games or you never got around to playing them, now would be the time. Especially Bioshock, uh, those I'm not going to pick this up on the Switch because I've already played through all of the Bioshock games before. But if you've never played Bioshock, they are really cool and good, especially the third one. I thought the third one was excellent, um, probably my favorite of the bunch. But uh, definitely check that out. Out. Um, Borderlands could be fun on the Switch as just sort of a looter shooter kind of game if it's not too expensive again. Like if it's 20 bucks, sure. If it's like 50 or 40, then I'm not going to not gonna get it. But, um, you know, if you're into those games, definitely check those out. So that was a cool thing. It's always great to see Nintendo partnering up with these uh, third-party developers to bring their games over to the Switch. Any any new third-party games coming to Switch, I'm, I'm into. Um, from there, they, they uh, revealed the new uh, DLC pack coming for the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 Black Order... Um, you know, uh, season pass or DLC passes if you've picked those up. This was another game that, that I was really pumped for on the Switch, and I mildly like it. Uh, it's a little bit mind-numbing. Like, it's not as it's not as Diablo-y as I would have liked. Um, there's a, not as much sort of strategy involved to it. 
Um, but it is kind of a really cool collection of Marvel superheroes, and it's kind of over-the-top action. It's, 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 so it's fun to play. I need to play it more. It's one of those games where I, I want to play it, but other games always kind of take over that slot when I'm thinking, what should I play right now? Um, but this new DLC pack looks really cool. It's got the Fantastic Four versus Doctor Doom, and, and that's just classic, and that looks amazing. So I definitely want to check that out. Um, they, uh, from there, they announced a new game called Shinsekai Into the Deeps, which is available today. This is another great game. I love when they do available now things. Oh, and, and the, um, the DLC for Marvel Ultimate Alliance is also available today, so that's really cool. I'll check that out later. Um, so, yeah, this Into the Deeps... Uh, um, uh, Shinseki game looks really neat. It's this sort of idea, this this game where you're like a subnautical diver who has to go through these sort of puzzle areas and fight these monsters and stuff. It looks pretty cool. It's twenty bucks. Check that out in the eShop available today. Um, I've been loving my time recently with Animal Crossing, as you've heard on the podcast. My daughter and I and my family have been playing that during the, the sort of stay-at-home time, and it's been a great way to kind of escape a little bit, and it's just such a chill, relaxing, fun game. Um, I love it. It's amazing. And they announced some stuff for that. Um, they have a new event coming in April. Uh, it's kind of like a, an egg, uh, eggs and bunny event where you can craft egg items, so it's kind of like your seasonal um, spring egg event. Uh, coming in there as well. That's going to be really fun. Plus, they kind of alluded to a new Earth Day event coming up um, in April. So there'll be some new Animal Crossing content coming uh, between April 1st and April 12th. Um, So that's cool. Another little indie game that looks really fun is called Good Job. Uh, you play as sort of like a infrastructure employee at a big business, and your job is kind of keep the, the wheels rolling at this company that you've been hired to work for, so you have to troubleshoot problems and, and do all these things. It, it, I don't know if it's made by the same folks that made humans fall flat, but it looks like that in terms of... And so there's a lot of physics. Um, there's a lot of... It looks like there, there'll be a lot of funny kind of like... Uh, bouncing people out of the way as you're moving things around the office or controlling the crane or, or whatever. So that looks kind of like a fun a fun little game to, to check out there for sure. Um, that's available today as well. That's called Good Job. Um, they announced the Catherine uh, Full Body Edition is coming out this summer for the Switch. That's kind of a cult classic game where you play as... It's almost like a dating sim with some puzzle elements thrown in. Not my cup of tea, but you can certainly check that out if you're interested in it. Uh, this next one I'm really pumped for. It combines two of my favorite games, and I'm, I really can't wait to try it, and it's available today. Um, so they announced that they're bringing a, a rhythm, uh, sort of a music rhythm mode to Ring Fit Adventure. Um, so that's really exciting. Uh, you know, I love Rock Band, and I love Ring Fit, and I've been playing a lot of Ring Fit to try and keep keep healthy during the stay-at-home stuff right now. And so uh, they announced this sort of rhythm game where you can play classic Nintendo tunes from Splatoon, Mario, and Zelda, as well as a few others, and squeeze the Joy-Con, do squats, do moves and stuff to, to have more fun with Ring Fit. So I'm really glad to see Nintendo pushing some Ring Fit content right now uh, because I think people need that. And this update looks amazing, and I can't wait to try that later today. Uh, King's Bounty 2 is a tactical RPG game that they announced that's coming to Switch sometime in 2020. Uh, they also announced the next fighter for Super Smash Brothers, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the Arms Fighter. Uh, they didn't show any screenshots or gameplay, but they did say that Arms Fighter is in development. But because of the coronavirus pandemic right now, some of that development might be pushed um, to later. But we'll see. But they are developing a ar- uh, Arms character for Smash Brothers, perhaps probably more than one uh, in terms of like skins and stuff. So that'll be cool. And I'm really excited for when the Amiibo comes out for that as well. Um, there's also a free trial for ARMS coming up this weekend, so it's kind of a uh, under-the-radar Nintendo game, but it is a first-party title. It's got all the Nintendo charm. I played it for a bit. I had some trouble getting into it because I really just didn't take the time to master the controls, but if you want to try it, it is, it is kind of fun. It's kind of a neat idea, so check that out. Um, this next one is probably my highlight of the whole, the whole uh, 
direct. Um, Bravely Default 2 um, looks incredible. Uh, it just looks awesome. Sort of like a, a modern Final Fantasy type game, world map, running around the world map, fighting monsters, really cool graphics, job systems, uh, leveling up, all of that awesome stuff. Bravely Default 2, and there's a demo available for it today. So I will get back to you with impressions of that demo as soon as I give it a try. So check that out for sure. Um, this next one sounds really great. Not coming until June 5th, unfortunately. It would have been great if they could have... Uh, if they could have pumped that out like now, but um, there, it's this like game. It's a collection of, of classic games, um, fifty-one of them, I believe, to be exact. And it's like Mahjong and, and Mancala and just like all these classic tabletop games that people play, collected in this batch, and it looks amazing. Uh, it would have been great if they could have put that out today um, for people to play right now while they're at home. But unfortunately, that won't be out until June fifth. But we'll probably, you know, we may very well still be in some dire situation by June 5th, so it'll be good around that time. Um, coming at the end of May is a really neat little game called Ninjala, uh, which is sort of a um, battle royale game where you're a bubblegum ninja. I love how Nintendo is notorious for like taking these um, hardcore, uh, mature-rated games and sort of uh, flipping them up a little bit and making them for all audiences, like they did with Splatoon, which is essentially a, for, like a Call of Duty-style shooter game, but they just put paint instead of bullets, and it's it's family friendly, and I love that. Um, so in Ninjala, you're a, a bubblegum ninja, which uh, that just uh, makes me smile just saying that. Um, and you're playing against other ninjas to see who's the best ninja in this battle royale. So that looks awesome. A um, few other notable uh, things here. They kind of went pretty quick through the end and and just threw out a whole bunch of stuff. We got Jedi Academy, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Knight Academy is available today if you're into those old school Star Wars games. A remastered version of Panzer Dragoon out today for 25 bucks. That's interesting. I'm pro- as much as I want to get that, like I just know I'm not really going to play it. But Panzer Dragoon, what a classic, amazing. Uh, Trials of Mana looks awesome. I really want to get that game. April 24th is the release for that, so that looks cool. There's a demo if you want to try that out now. Uh, Fuser is coming out fall 2020. A game from NCSoft. Um, it looks kind of like a rhythm DJ game. Well, that's then that looks really neat. I love that kind of stuff. Um, the Elder Scrolls Blades, which is Elder Scrolls mobile game, uh, is coming to Switch in spring 2020. So look forward to that if you're into Elder Scrolls. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 uh, coming in May. Vigor, April 9th. Uh, they also announced Burnout Paradise Remastered, Saints Row 4 Reelected, The Legend of Heroes Trials of Cold Steel 3, Mr. Driller in Drill Land, Minecraft Dungeons, which was kind of a highlight from the little splash reel they showed at the end, kind of a Diablo-style Minecraft game. That could be fun for the whole family. Um, and then they ended the direct with a big Pokemon Sword and Shield update where they went into some new content, a new island, the Island of Armor uh, that you can go to, um, and you can do some really cool sounding like trials to get this new uh, uh, karate Pokemon um, with like a trial tower and some other really neat stuff. So all in all, I thought this direct was awesome. Um, a lot of really exciting stuff. Definitely, I would suggest go download the update for Ring Fit if you've got that and you're playing that. That sounds amazing. Um, oh, and, and also to Ring Fit, they added um, they added a, a female voice uh, actor for the Ring for the Ring Con character. So uh, that'll be great too, because I know my my daughter and my my wife are playing that game right now, and they might want to switch. Um, and definitely download the demo for Bravely Default too. That looks amazing. So really good job, Nintendo. Um, that was great. If anybody wants to call in with their reactions to the Direct today, leave a message. Which games are you most excited for? Are you going to download that demo? Are you going to try out the uh, new Ring Fit um, updates? Are you playing Animal Crossing and are you excited for the egg hunts that are coming in April? So let me know. Uh, and thank you uh, to Nintendo for a great Direct today.
Welcome to the Jejun Institute. You've all been selected as secret agents. You're needed now. You must fight Clara. It's a game. This is a government operation. What's behind all of this? Are you a crazy person? Behind this world, there is a world which has been hidden from you. You say that it's a game, a prank. We're watching you. Well, what if it's real? So moving on from the Nintendo Direct, I wanted to talk a little bit more about this amazing new show that I've been watching called Dispatches from Elsewhere. It, uh, it comes on on AMC, I think, at 10 o'clock on Mondays. Um, it's incredible. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch this yet, I highly, highly recommend it, especially with what the world is going through right now. This show will help, it will help you. Um, the premise of this show is uh, these characters sort of find themselves wrapped up in this extended augmented reality kind of a game thing. Uh, we're not quite sure what it is yet, but the premise of this sort of fake, real, not sure game that these fa characters are playing is this notion of the Elsewhere Society versus the Jejun Institute. And these two forces, uh, one that wants to kind of presumably market and make money from creativity, and the other one that wants to bring joy to the world just for the sake of joy. Um, we, we're getting in episodes, uh, I believe episode five, the episode called Clara, we get a little more insight into the origins of the Elsewhere Society and where they came from and what they're all about. And just the way this show is shot and the way the story is told, it will just make you feel things. It will make you feel things. Similar to the way that the OA makes you feel things. So episode six was called, or episode five or six was called Clara, and it's amazing. Um, this show sort of takes place in Philadelphia, which is a very interesting setting for me. And um, it's just very artistic. It uses a lot of different mediums and modes. It uses, it uses music really effectively. Um, it's beautifully shot. The writing is really on point. Um, it's intriguing. It, it deals with this, this notion of magical realism that I love. Um, and the characters are just so compelling and fascinating. I just cannot wait to keep watching it. This is my number one favorite show of, of the year right now, and it's, it's just incredible. Um, so yeah, episode six, episode five or six was great, Clara. Um, and and I don't, I don't want to do like a whole re episode recap rundown, um, but but do try to tune into it. Um, go check it out on AMC.com maybe, or or if you've got access to AMC, go watch it. It's worth your time, and I love it, and it's amazing. I'll put a link to it if it's on AMC.com. I'll put a link to it in the description for today's episode. So dispatches from elsewhere Mondays 10 p.m. Don't miss it. So Westworld episode two debuted this past Sunday, and it was a uh, 
a bit of a change up from the first episode. If you recall in Westworld episode one, we kind of saw a futuristic version of Los Angeles and we were placed into the real world. We weren't in the parks at all. Um, and we got introduced to a lot of new characters and uh, some new paradigms. And we saw what Dolores was up to and we saw what uh, Caleb was up to and we saw what some new, new people were doing in, in the real world in 2050, whatever. Um, now we move our, our, our kind of point of view back into Westworld as we check in on Bernard and um, we check in on Maeve and what those two characters are up to right now. Um, Maeve awakens in a new place, War World, and she is confused and not sure what's going on because last we saw Maeve, she was uh, dead on the beach in Westworld as uh, the aftermath of the Westworld massacre was was playing out. Um, but now here she is in in back in the Matrix, if you will, back in the in the system, and she immediately encounters her her lover, her uh, compatriot, um, whose name always escapes me. But this this man who she's been around with since the beginning, the 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 thief, the the marauder, um, the the guy that like robbed the bank in the first episode of Westworld, or the second episode of Westworld. She meets up with him and um, he's there to rescue her. Uh, and she goes along with him, and they escape. They're sort of in this this world that takes place in sort of uh, Nazi occupied uh, Nazi occupied city. They they make their way through this uh, city to the outskirts, and they find this this red red convertible, and they sort of escape the city together. And Maeve is is sort of telling him that we just have to get to the boundary, and we can get out of this world. And he's agreeing with her, and they end up at this airplane, and they're going to fly away. Um, but a soldier accosts them, and uh, we come to find out that this 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 man this this person that Maeve recognizes in fact doesn't recognize her and and he's confused as to who she is and he's actually just in his loop he's not he's not who he was before he's just the the host body um, playing out his role um, and Maeve realizes this and says you know you'll never you'll never be able to escape or understand like like I do like I am um, so yeah so that was really cool um, and then. Um, and so then from there, Maeve kind of, you know, realizes that she's still in the system, that she needs to escape, um, and she ends up, you know, shooting herself in the head so that she can wake up in the, in the you know, uh, the, the, the body processing behind the scenes area of, of Westworld. And then things start to get a little weird when she's in there because nobody seems to recognize her. In fact, she runs into Felix and uh, the other guy whose name I can't remember. She runs into these two guys, uh, you know, her two people that were with her in season two running around on all those adventures and they don't recognize her they don't know who she is and she starts to get kind of confused about this and she's wondering like what's going on like why do these guys not know who i am like what's happening here and then she very quickly real realizes that she's she's actually not in where she thinks she is she's actually in uh, a simulation um she realizes she's in a simulation and to effectively uh, escape that simulation she decides to uh, overburden the system by doing all of these complicated processes that the system can't handle and then it crashes the system um, and she realizes that she's not anywhere she's just in a, a, a facility somewhere her mind core is just plugged in and that was a kind of a cool twist you know to see her kind of figure out how to escape that um, she manages to, to reprogram a robot to grab her mind core and run away for a little while until the robot finally gets stopped and the last we see her mind core it's just sitting on the ground uh, waiting to be recollected so we'll see what happens with Maeve uh, and then Bernard returns to Westworld and goes to Dr. Ford's lab where he, you know, uh, first realized and was told that he was actually a host. And he goes into that back room where there were lots of Bernards uh, and he finds Stubbs, 
uh, good old Stubbs back there, the, the sort of security guard who was in charge of all the, the, the hosts from season two, and it is finally confirmed that Stubbs was in fact this entire time a host who was designed and programmed to protect the other hosts at all costs. Um, to do that, he tried to, I guess this was, doesn't really make sense, he tried to uh, kill himself, um, but he missed which makes no sense to me. Like, host, that does not seem like something a host would do, so I'm wondering if there's something else going on there. Um, he tried to shoot himself in the head and destroy his core, but he missed. Maybe there's some sort of uh, programming in a host that won't allow them to do that, or they, who knows? I'm sure there's some kind of explanation. But anyway, Bernard stumbles, across, stumbles upon Stubbs and fixes him up, and then kind of they, they go on this little adventure uh, through Westworld trying to, trying to locate Maeve. Um, and they soon discover that Maeve is not anywhere, that she's somewhere else, and they don't know where she is, and they gotta go, they gotta go find her. One, one cool thing along the way, though, was they, they were in this medieval world, and while they were in medieval world, um, they stumble across, very briefly, there's this, like, dragon, and there's these two guys tweaking and working on the dragon in this room, and those two guys are the, the showrunners for Game of Thrones, uh, Chris Benoit and D.B. Weiss. Um, so that was a kind of a cool meta moment. Uh, if you caught that, that was the dra the Drago model from from Game of Thrones in there. So that was kind of neat. Um, and so yeah, so we didn't get. We were kind of back to the old Westworld in episode two. We didn't get anything from the modern LA yet. We got all these sort of other characters banging around inside the parks, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to find allies. Bernard is trying to recruit Maeve to help him fight. D Dolores, um, he's worried that Dolores is out there trying to destroy humanity, which it looks like that she is. Um, so I'm excited for C episode three this Sunday. Hopefully we get back to LA. Um, and it's going to be really, I think it's going to be really fun when, when these worlds start to collide a little bit. So um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm still enjoying the show for sure. I hope there's more to it than meets the eye. Um, and if you are, if you are interested in Westworld, call in, let me know, leave your thoughts, and I'd love to hear from you. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Thursday Pop Culture Roundup on the Pickup Line. Um, it's been fun. Please, uh, you know, thank you for supporting and listening to the podcast. If you want to call in or hit me up on Twitter or have an episode together, please don't hesitate to ask. I think that would be lots of fun. And I will be back again tomorrow with an exciting new episode. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Pickup Line. I'm Justin. I'll see you next time. <laughs>